Hello, and welcome to Midlife Mastery. Of course, I'm Brock Edwards, and this is the show where we're looking for exploring ways to live a phenomenal midlife, whether that we're getting information or inspiration from our guests on how to do it. That's really what we're looking for, because the show really started because there just doesn't seem to be that much information on how do you live a phenomenal midlife? How do you set yourself up for a really great second half? And so today's guest is Andy Kay, and we talk about boosting the longevity economy. So Andy is an advocate for aging as well as you possibly can, and she's passionate about helping people who help others age healthier, wealthier, and happier. And so to that end, she's the founder of Aging Mojo, which is a platform exclusively helping solopreneurs and small business owners who cater to the age 40 plus market to promote their businesses. And so in this conversation, we talk about midlife and aging trends to be aware of. And big focus, of course, is on the growing longevity economy, others call it the silver economy, and why that matters. She talks about why now is a really great time to be a midlife entrepreneur. And we, and we talk a little bit about midlife entrepreneurship, how there's a trend on focusing on midlife fitness as well as many of those in midlife are in the sandwich generation where we're supporting both our children and our parents. And in fact, that's what inspired her to start Aging Mojo. And she talks about new businesses that are starting up to support those in midlife and beyond. So whether you are a midlife entrepreneur, you're just interested in some of the trends happening around midlife, or just want to find resources for that support in creating a phenomenal midlife. And again, whether you're helping an aging parent or just wanting to really, really set yourself up for a phenomenal life, this is a great episode for it. Now, before we get started, I do want to mention a couple of things. So first off, we have hit several milestones lately for the number of downloads and the number of countries that Midlife Mastery is in. So just hit 58 countries. I am super excited about that. If you've been a listener to the show for a while, you know that that is one of the measures that I really, really enjoy. Just the idea that these midlife concerns, these midlife issues that, that I'm experiencing that inspired me to start this show resonate with people, not, not only in the country that I'm in, but in countries around the world. And I, I don't know, there's just some, there, there's something about that, knowing that, you know, we're all connected, we're all human, we can all learn from each other. And no matter where we are, you know, in midlife, we're all going through maybe some similar things and we can all support each other and inspire each other. So thank you for listening. Thank you for commenting on Instagram. If you don't follow the show on Instagram, it's at Midlife Mastery Podcast. And as well as just for sharing the show with others, because all this growth is primarily from word of mouth. And as I was looking over the list of the top 10 countries that Midlife Mastery has listened to in, I just want to give a shout out to all the listeners in Germany. So number 10 on the list, I used to travel there a lot on business and have just a ton of great memories about Cologne, as well as the nearby small towns of, and it, just a great place. And it just brought up some nice memories for me this morning as I, as I was looking at that list. So, so thank you all. And as we're talking about the show, I, I want to mention just a couple of recent episodes. In fact, the two most recent ones, if you have not heard them yet, I would encourage you to go listen to them. The most recent is called Taking Control of Your Time with John McDonald. And John was on the show previously, and for the longest time, his episode was the most popular episode. And it's still solidly in the top 10. I think it's about number six or so as of today. Well, we discussed the importance and the golden opportunity of controlling our time. 
Now that includes starting our day with intention, managing our priorities, as well as the importance of what we say yes to and what we say no to. And the episode before that was Live Well Forever with Dave Stickland, also known as That Fit Old Guy on Instagram. And I really appreciate Dave's common sense and balanced approach to living well. Now, he doesn't preach raw discipline and white-knuckled austerity, but rather embraces a life of, well, as he says, eat cake, gain muscle, lose weight, have fun. And he it works for him. He's definitely very fit and in the prime of his life. And so encourage you to go listen to both those shows. But, you know, if you're really ready to start thinking about this longevity economy, well, let's get started. Andy, if you would just give us a little bit of an introduction about yourself, who you are, what are you up to? Well, I'm the founder of Aging Mojo. It's a platform exclusively for solopreneurs and small business owners who cater to the age 40 plus market. Um, Basically, just people who are really passionate about helping people to age better, and they're doing so through their services, products, or program. All right. So, well, is there anyone else doing that? I, I Sorry, I just paused because I realized that, you know, I, I've been on the site and I've seen it and I don't know that I've seen anyone else doing that. I think there are people doing it in different ways. So, for instance, you'll have marketing agencies that are helping clients directly to cater to boomers, for instance, or okay. cater to seniors. But they're not doing it in quite the same way that we're doing it through our digital platform, which is really focused on making it easier for solopreneurs and small business owners in the longevity economy to grow awareness of their business or brand by increasing their digital footprint and social media presence. So really the members of our site have the control more so and use this as a platform for resources and for expanding their digital presence. All right. Well, yeah. And I I love that because, you know, actually one of the things that inspired this podcast, there were several things happening all at once in my life, but was just, I'd come across a statistic and I always tell people I'll get the numbers wrong, not hundred percent right, but you know, the direction is correct. And that is that, you know, those over 50 makes something like 50% of the money and, or spend something like 50% of the money and get like 7% of the marketing or or something ridiculous (laughs) like that. And and it it just blew my mind. Like, so the marketing that I'm at, am seeing, you know, just kind of offended me. It's not, I don't connect with it at all Uh of who the marketers think I am and what I'm interested in. And then to find out that, you know, that that's that's the good side because everyone else is just ignoring me completely, and <laughs> I, I, it just it baffled me. So I'm excited to see sites like yours, like Aging Mojo, that are helping those who do want to reach that market, who who do want to connect with with me, and you know those of us in this demographic. So what inspired you to start that? Well, first of all, I agree with everything you just said. <laughs> you know, it's it's a it's a bit of, a, of a, an unfortunate situation, but we're beginning to see a bit of a shift happening. For my part, I started Aging Mojo, well, I, I guess it kind of all goes back to my early 20s, so some three decades ago, which is when I became my mother's caregiver. My mom had taken early retirement due to a chronic condition that she had. And so I had to learn really quickly how to navigate things like the healthcare system and 
what little social programs there were at the time. You know, when you're early 30s, in your early 20s, sorry, you know, you're not thinking about the healthcare system. If you've been very healthy your whole life, you don't have a lot of experience with it. But I was literally thrown in at the deep end because I had to help my mom. What strikes me today is that at the time, my mother was just in her mid 50s. So only a couple of years. Yeah. So only a couple of years older than I am today. It's not what most of us would want for our midlife, retiring because of illness um, rather than because we're living up to that freedom 55 goal. Uh, I don't know if you remember that, but you know, there was this, this big push back in the nineties to retire at, at 55. And that's supposed to be by choice, not because you have to, because of an illness. So watching her go through that and struggling with the first condition and then another just really made me acutely aware about the aging process in one sense. You know, that's not the full scope of aging, but it certainly made me acutely aware of it from a health perspective. I was still in university when I started caregiving. I was also raising my own daughter at the time. So it was really quite a juggling act. And I believe I I was probably one of the very few early adult caregivers of a parent. And back then you were pretty much on your own. It's not like today where there's so many options available to help caregivers and older people. It was so, so different. So this really sparked the interest in aging for me. My very first, I I was an editor and a writer, and my very first feature article, in fact, was about living in a sandwich generation family, which was a relatively new term back then. But today it's become more commonplace and the challenges remain the same. It's just that there's there's a lot more assistance out there now for people. So seeing what my mother has been going through over the last three decades has really made me determined to age as well as possible. As a writer and, and editor focusing on health and lifestyle and working in the magazine and newspaper and digital industry. And I also work with clients in Canada, the US and Australia to help plan, create and market their content. So I was always knee deep in the research on all kinds of topics about regarding aging. So it really just became second nature for me to use this information to benefit my own family, benefit myself. So let's just say I'm a real advocate for aging as well as you possibly can. I think aging mojo has pretty much grown out of that. Let's talk about that. So we, you know, aging as well as we possibly can, you mm-hmm. know, last I saw, well, actually, I don't know. I was going to say last I saw the trends are we're all living longer, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if that's still hundred percent the case or not. Um, mm-hmm. So what are some of the trends that we are seeing? A previous guest and I had talked a little bit about health span versus lifespan, you know, getting, uh-huh. <laughs> living as healthy as you can for however long you're living uh-huh. versus just kind of living a long time, but being ill for, for much of the end of yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's, we make such a big deal these days about living longer. Everyone wants to live longer and yeah, we are living longer for sure. There's so much scientific research dedicated to extending life, everything from nutrient to telomere research. But based on my own personal experience with my mother, it really isn't just about living longer. It's about doing that as healthfully and as well as you possibly can. I really can't overstate that. You know, I've seen the cautionary tale and, and if, if at all possible, you really should try and, and avoid the alternative. So, you know, maybe it was probably about eight years ago, it became very obvious there was this surge in interest from a lot of people in doing just that, aging better. So more and more authors, entrepreneurs, business owners, even community programs were providing ways to make that possible for people. 
And so through Aging Mojo, we're really helping to support all of these people who want to make that a goal in their community or for their business or brand. In terms of lifestyle trends, are you, are you talking about so like midlife trends? Yeah. I mean, actually, I'm, I'm curious about any trends, but you know, not, not only where are we headed, but yeah, where are we right now? Mm-hmm. Well, to be honest, being on this podcast is a part of that trend, <laughs> midlife mm-hmm. mastery. In a couple of months ago, we posted on Instagram one of our most popular posts, which was about the fact that midlife is one of the least charted territories in human existence. And this was a quote from another source. And interestingly, this is also the time when more of us are becoming acutely aware of aging and what we should be doing to live as well as possible during the, you know, hopefully many, many years we have left. But before this time period where we have more voices chiming in on midlife, like Midlife Mastery Podcasts, what we really were relying on were stereotypes and and cliches rather than facts and evidence. So I think the more professionals, experts, businesses that we have involved in charting midlife, the better. I've seen a few trends that we can talk about. We mentioned, we talked about this a little earlier. And one of them, of course, is midlife entrepreneurship. That's That's a really big one right now. Entrepreneurs who are age 50 plus are among the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs. And many of them are starting businesses in the longevity economy. So that's really good news for those of us who need that information, who are looking forward to that kind of support, basically, to help us meet our our whatever challenges we have, goals, needs, and, and to be honest, sometimes just wants. <laughs> you know, we just have some wants. And so the more businesses that we have catering to that, the better. And there is really good news for midlife entrepreneurs because the longevity economy, which is basically just loosely defined as the economy that is driven by the needs of people age 50 and older, it's expected to balloon to more than 15 trillion, you know, in the next few years. So for any midlife entrepreneurs out there considering joining it, I'd say they're entering a global economy with huge potential. So that's one of the first really big trends that I've I've taken notice of. Another big one is menopause coaching. So it's kind of been an issue. Menopause has kind of been an issue that's been in the closet, you know, something that a lot of midlife ladies didn't want to talk about. It was grossly misunderstood, I think, by the medical community at large. And so we're now seeing a real growth in understanding, awareness of this life, natural life transition. I mean, it's a pretty natural life transition. You know, we write about puberty all the time. We, talk, we write about, you know, I mean, seniors, but for some reason, this particular area has been, has been ignored. We can write about pregnancy, for instance, all the time. There are magazines dedicated to it, but menopause has literally been in the dark. And so we've got a lot of coaches who are providing well-researched and practical approaches to coping with it. We've also got lobbyists and activists who are helping to educate companies, for instance, about how it might affect their employees. And activists have helped to bring about changes with regards to legislation, for instance. I know that in the UK, for instance, menopause discrimination is actually covered in their one of their acts. So it's it's something that's really growing. There was before the pandemic, there was a surge in menopause cafes. So a group of ladies in a community would meet up in a local cafe 
and just talk about and talk about the their experiences, what they were having, and you know, sharing tips and ideas and solutions. And so that idea, I believe it started in Britain and it quickly came across the pond here to North America. And I believe a lot of them have continued online as well. So doing virtual menopause cafes. So that's another wonderful trend. And the third one I really point out would be midlife fitness, which of course, (laughs) you know all about. I think more and more people are really beginning to buy into how important it is to be healthy and fit in their 50s and how that's going to benefit them later on. It's, you know, it has an impact on everything from reducing risk of type two diabetes, heart attack and stroke. These are things that have been, you know, so commonly identified with the middle age years. And fitness is really a powerful, natural way to just sort of avoid those kinds of chronic conditions that can really affect us in a negative way as we get older. We're also seeing an incredible explosion of 50 plus gym goers like never before. And we're also seeing people in that age group more represented in ads for fitness services and products. Like, I don't know if you've ever looked at some of the Peloton commercials, but it's really cool to see that they include older people in those as well. And then of course there are things like, you know, Boomers Olympics, and other athletic competitions. I think they're called, some people call their games the silver games and stuff like that throughout various communities. So midlife fitness is another huge trend as well. The idea of a midlife entrepreneur and and that increasing, I guess I always kind of thought for the most part that entrepreneurs in midlife were those who had already been entrepreneurs versus those who are starting a business now at this stage of life. No, not at all. No, not, not necessarily. No, it's, it's, it's a fantastic thing. These are some people who are making some big midlife career changes. They might've been an employee for their, their whole life. And suddenly, you know, they're in their forties or fifties and they've decided to make that big leap into entrepreneurship. And what's really fascinating about by the way, is that there has been research to show that older entrepreneurs, so people, you know, age 40 plus, age 50 plus actually tend to be more successful with their startups than their younger counterparts. And, you know, probably for a few, a few reasons, aside from, you know, greater access to financial resources, but they also have more experience, really real world business experience and also, you know, a a bigger social network. So yeah, it's, it's, it's something that's really quite interesting. These are a lot of people who before didn't have any kind of experience with starting or running their own business. Well, and, and so, you, you, I mean, you mentioned kind of longevity economy, and I've seen you refer to it as silver economy as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so what are some of the kind of the newer businesses that we're st- seeing start up to kind of fulfill those needs that weren't being met 10 years ago, five years ago, last week? Oh. Wow. Well, the first one that comes to my mind because of my own situation would have been all the different varieties of caregiving businesses that they have today. I think when by, in my 20s, probably you just had very traditional caregiving businesses. So you want to put your parent into a long-term care home or into what was you know referred to back then as nursing homes. I, I don't think we tend to use that term too much anymore. And so those were that was pretty much it. There might've been a few people who were doing ind- you know, independent caregiving services, but very few. Today, I mean, it's absolutely ballooned. You, you're, you're kind of spoiled for choice. And then what's interesting is some of them are actually specializing in certain areas. So they might run a caregiving service specifically for people with dementia, for instance, mm-hmm. or they might just have a service where they 
are helping children, adult children who do not live near their parent to do, they go and they do personal check-ins to check on their parent, to make sure that they're okay, to help them out with various services, whether it's things like shopping or getting to appointments, that sort of thing. If I had had those services, I'm telling you, it would have made my life so much easier back then. So that's one area that really stands out. But then you also have other areas, for instance, like I mentioned with, with the menopause coaches. So these are, sometimes they are obstetricians and gynecologists who are now branching off and offering things like masterclass webinars, courses to help women cope with the various symptoms that they might have. Then you're also having a situation where you've got fitness companies that are beginning to specifically target certain demographics. So they might run classes for midlife people, you know, they'll call them 50 plus classes, for instance, or they might be catering to people who have arthritis. And as we know, around middle age is, is generally speaking, the time where we see adult onset arthritis. And so they're sort of tweaking their businesses to cater to these markets because sometimes, unfortunately, people will think that if they have a certain chronic condition, then fitness isn't for them when it's actually quite the opposite. Even if you have something like arthritis or osteoporosis, you do need to be exercising. You do need to be taking care of yourself, but you just sort of have to make certain adjustments. So those are areas. In terms of a little bit beyond midlife, you're also seeing businesses like barbers and hairstylists who are catering specifically for clients with dementia. You know, I mean, it's we're, we're seeing all kinds of businesses emerge that you would never have thought of years ago. And of course, technology has just opened up a whole vast arena of businesses. So one thing we're noticing, which is a bit controversial, but it's certainly, it's piqued people's interest, is robotic care. So, you know, giving people little robots to help with, you know, companionship and, and stuff like that. So you're, you're just seeing a wide, wide range of businesses come out of the, the longevity economy. Yeah, that's, that's really, I mean, like you just mentioned, you know, haircuts for those with dementia and that sounds so super niche. And yet that, that's one of those things that's so niche that if you need it, like that's where you would go. And yeah. so that makes total sense. And yeah. you know, I just, completely unaware that 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 level of services was was, is out there somewhere yeah yeah i mean i think what happens is that people are realizing that they're there because we are living longer and so there are increases in certain conditions that you're seeing so dementia is certainly one of them and they might have a different need and something that one person might not think of, but another person has thought of and has figured out how to incorporate this into their already existing business. Mm-hmm. So it's really fascinating. And also another one that's really interesting are dementia villages. And those those are coming out again. It's a little beyond midlife, although we do have early onset hunches as well. But, you know, people are just being really creative, finding different ways. You know, there are all sorts of apps that you can download. And another really big one, and this actually starts in midlife. I forgot to mention another really big one are all the various community programs that you're seeing to target senior loneliness. This is becoming a real issue, particularly because of the fact that it puts 
older adults at risk for things like depression and unfortunately suicide. So we're seeing a surge in, in, in businesses that are catering to that and programs. And again, not something we would have seen, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that's really cool. And so, <laughs> I mean, I, lo- I love seeing that come out there and, you know, a lot of, a lot of this podcast is me just reaching out to people to try and figure out like, how do we do midlife well? Uh-huh. And yet that there is this next stage coming. And as you mentioned, some of us are, are already in need of utilizing those services either for ourselves or for those we're, we're providing care for. Uh-huh. And so, you know, before we wrap up in just our, our last few minutes here, tell us a little bit about aging mojo. How, how can just the, the consumer who's looking for these kinds of services use aging mojo well they well the first thing that they can do is they can if they have a business that is catering to people age 40 plus if they're really passionate about helping people to age better you know whether that's healthier wealthier or happier then they can just jump on over to agingmojo.com and learn more about us one of the things that they can also do is download the 30-day aging challenge which is available at our link LinkedIn, our Instagram profile. So just a little link on our Instagram profile that will take you straight to that. And it's a really cool graphic that they can use and, and, you know, customize it to their liking or use it as is to send to their email list or use as a giveaway during a masterclass or webinar. The other thing that they can do is just, you know, connect with us on Instagram. Thus, we tend to have a a heavy presence there and just DM us, you know, we'll respond. (laughs) You know, we're happy to to connect with anyone. But also with with regards to the, what you mentioned with regards to midlife and your focus on that, I think there, you know, this is generally the age where we really start thinking about aging. You know, yes, we know we're doing it right up until this point, but I think we become keenly aware of it in our 40s and 50s because we start noticing those little changes a little bit more that make us, you know, that, you know, really hit us in the face with regards to the fact that we're aging. And so there are a few things I'd like to suggest about that. So really, as you mentioned, you know, this we start thinking about what's coming later. And so it was really about focusing on how do you want to live? You know, not just how long do you want to live, but how do you want to live? How do you see yourself living, you know, in your 50s, 60s and beyond? And just sort of thinking about whether you're doing enough today to ensure that you'll be able to live that way. I think that's really important. Another thing that I would suggest is that on a daily basis, figure out, are you really passionate about what you're doing? You know, yes, we, we really don't know how much more time we have left. You know, we, we sort of, our mind sort of goes there regardless of how much we try not to. So it's really important, I think, you know, in your 40s, 50s and beyond to just be really passionate about what you're doing. And most importantly, just sort of think about what kind of simple changes you can make today for your health and fitness, because it's going to be pretty difficult to meet any of your other goals without good health. So yeah, just really get on that. All right. Well, that's fantastic. And a good point to wrap up there. And, you know, so I love the practicality and the simplicity of that because so often we, we miss those things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's really about keeping it simple. You know, the, the life is going to throw you some doozies. So, <laughs> you know, try to keep it as simple as possible. And just that, that health and fitness piece that, yeah, we are getting older and, mm-hmm. you know, at least that's my own awareness that mm-hmm. what I do today is going to have a direct impact on what I'm doing tomorrow. Right. And, and you're doing a lot with your fitness. And I love the, the messages that you're sharing about your own fitness journey. It's fantastic. Oh, thank you very much. And boy, is it definitely a journey. So, 
<laughs> you know, but it's interesting because once you get on it, it becomes easier, you know, and, and as I, I recently did a personal post because I also ramped up my fit journey during the pandemic. And one of the things that I, I mentioned to people is that, you know, you don't have to be a lover of exercise and working out. For me personally, I absolutely love walking. It's one of the mm -hmm. simplest exercises you can do. And I don't even think of it as exercise. It's just a really good time. And it's about the end result. So when I started noticing that, because we had cats. And so when I started noticing, I could carry those really heavy bags of cat litter with, with ease. I mean, that's just motivation enough, you know, being able to climb up a set of stairs without, you know, huffing and puffing to me, that's just, it's just gold. It really is. Yeah, absolutely. And we often forget that, that, you know, weights in the gym and all that, that can feel artificial and disconnected, but it's uh -huh. all about helping us <laughs> do our normal lives better. And that is, you exactly. know, picking up yeah. cat food, cat litter, picking up kids, picking up grandkids. <laughs> Yeah, 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 absolutely. Being able to play with your grandkids, that's a huge one for sure. Well, Andy, it has been fabulous having you on. Where can people find out more about you? Yeah, so again, just head on over to agingmojo.com and check us out there. You'll find out about the, the platform. You'll learn more about the platform right from the, the homepage. We give information about how you can join us, what services and and tools we provide. And there's also a free account. So you can just sign up for a free account to get started. And really, it's about if your goal is to increase your digital presence in 2022, to find it a little easier to do digital marketing for your longevity economy business, then, you know, it's, it's worthwhile checking us out. All right. Excellent. And for those who don't have a, a business but are interested in aging better and helping people age better and all that, Aging Mojo also serves as a directory, correct? Yeah, absolutely. We don't keep our members' profiles private. They're public so that people can search for a service provider that they're looking for. The, the site is growing and you can just go on there, check out the, cat the various categories based on what your needs are. And yeah, so that's something that you can definitely do as well. All and right. we also have articles on there as well. I should mention that as well. So we do provide articles. And one of the things that we do for our members, I should probably also mention that, is we provide them with content that they can use for social media marketing or for email marketing. So for instance, one of the things based on feedback that we've had for 2022, we're going to be focusing on a few areas. So one is providing more social media templates. I think a lot of people now are realizing that they need to have a social media presence if they're trying to grow their business or brand, but they just don't want to be bothered with designing their own posts, for instance. So templates make the job a whole lot easier, and these can be easily customized with a free plan in Canva. Um, the other thing that we do is we're going to be providing email templates. So if you're trying to grow your email list and keep your subscribers sweet, then we're going to be providing some templates that you can just easily copy and paste into your emails and send out to your list. And we also curate aging news and research that members can use for their own, either for their own edification or for their content and social media planning. So it's, it's a, a variety of ways in which we can assist this catering to the 40 plus market. Excellent. Well, Andy, thank you very much. This has been great having you on today.
Well, thank you so much for having me. And I really would like to thank you for becoming an Aging Mojo member. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thrilled to do so. And I was just kind of starting to look through some of the directory and some of the resources available. So I'm excited to dig in a little bit more. Wonderful. Sounds good.